And uh, I just want to say th- welcome today and I hope you're having a blessed day as you're listening to this. We're not going to spend too much time talking today. Uh, I believe today's topic is centered around something that we've all experienced before. So, I um part of my old school's alumni association in Nigeria. I finished secondary school in Nigeria, just in case you don't know. And we we get together, or we, <laughs> they usually get together. I'm never involved, if I'll be honest with you. When I see my old friends, when I, whenever I can, I, I do so. But I'm not, I haven't associated or engaged with the wider group for quite a while. For obvious reasons, I am in the UK, they are in Nigeria. So, there's an agreement with the alumni that we'll be paying our dues. And dues are just under £25 a year. And lo and behold, yours truly, I'm one of the ones who doesn't pay, quite frankly. I haven't paid for the past three years. Actually, I have never paid. And I'm not saying I'm proud of that fact, but there was a discussion on the WhatsApp forum about whether people should continue to pay since only a handful of people were paying and the same people were paying for the past three years. I believe they've incorporated the uh, Alumni Association or whether people should just donate as and when we have a cause. Um, Because it seems like the one-off causes or the one-off projects are the ones that uh, generate a lot of interest and engagement and money. And there was an argument between some particular individuals and quite frankly I I just wasn't interested. But I realised there and then that I am a part of that problem because I do not pay. And to make things worse, I actually don't engage with the group much. I just felt like because I'm in Nigeria, uh, I'm not in Nigeria, there's not much I can contribute from where I am. So I just stay in my lane. I see what they say. I listen to what they have said. I might make one or two contributions every now and again, maybe twice a year. But apart from that, it's simply happy birthdays for me and congratulations. So this particular time, I just really got fed up of the back and forth because both points were right but I think it's not right for you to discourage people who are willing to do the work and who are willing to put their money where their mouth is and that was where I kind of had to say something I kind of broke my own sort of apathetic silence to say look those who want to do it let them do it and if you don't want to do it do not do it you don't have to but discouraging people who want to do it, who want to donate their money, who want to pay the dues, is not good. It's not right. And then that led to today's podcast. 
how do we deal with Accord or Discord? And it's not even so much about dealing with Accord or Discord. This is more about how do we stay on mission? How do we stay on mission when there's a group of people involved? If you're the one doing your own project, it's easy to stay, you know, you can stay focused, you can pull out, you can, you're accountable for yourself. But where there's a group involved, it's not just about you anymore. And that's where we are today. So if you find yourself in this situation where you're working as a part of a group and it doesn't seem like there's any uh, sort of agreement or cooperation, I just want you to take into consideration some of these points that I tell you. Now, I'm no guru. I'm not perfect. And as I identified earlier, I am probably one of the most notorious for not paying their dues. But I want you to consider some of these things when you're in this kind of a situation. And maybe this will enable you to kind of refocus or have a different perspective. Number one, you need to have something that I call VMAR or VMA results. VMAR or VMA results stands for VMAR. Not VAR, not Video Assisted Referee, VMAR. Stands for Vision, Mission, Action, Results. Vision, Mission, Action, Results. Right, and I'll explain the reason why quickly. Without a vision, there is no point in you guys getting together as a group. You need to have a common vision that everybody buys into. The reason why you need to have this vision is because this is what will then become the groundwork or the foundation of any sort of actions that you do. Now, that vision formulates the plan, your mission. Your mission then becomes the plan to achieve that vision. It's plain and simple. First, you have a vision. You have a dream. And then you have a mission, which is these are the things, the list of actions or the list of tasks that we're going to do to achieve that mission. Um, you will see that in between your vision and your mission, you will find that different people will be motivated differently. And that's called your drive. Different people will be driven by different things. Now, I don't know what motivates you I don't know what motivates different people. But you see, it's important that if you truly believe in something, if you truly believe in something, you put in the effort to make to see it through. And this is called your drive. And your drive is when your desire, your will, and your belief far outweighs your doubts, your excuses, and your insecurities. So in essence, whenever you want to do something, you will always have that voice that says, you know what, it's not worth doing. Or if you do it, you'll fail. Or these are the reasons why you shouldn't do it. And on the other hand, you would have that voice, or maybe voice of reason, maybe logic, that is telling you, look, do it because X, Y, Z. It's a worthy thing to do. It's profitable to do. 
So make sure you do it. It's going, you're going to be prosperous if you do it. So there's always that fine balance where you're doubting what you should or shouldn't do. But that's your drive. Now, when your belief in that thing outweighs your doubts, when your efforts, when your willing, your desire and your will far outweighs the things that are telling you not to do it, that's your drive. And your drive is what will push you to achieve. So as I said, in between your vision and your mission is where you find your drive. So once you've got your plan of action, your mission of what you want to achieve, plain and simple, you put the action in. Let's go. Let's go. Action, action, action. I can't say more than that. You've got to do. There is no point in talking about a plan. There's no point in talking about this grandiose vision if you're not going to do something about it. Doing is what wins. You're better off doing 50% than not doing at all because at least you've done. You can go back to, to making it better. But when you don't start, you, 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 you've just not progressed. You have to start. So... And after, and you know, a culmination like an, the cyclical, or should I say, the the re, uh, the iterative process of actions, viewing your result, um, viewing your results, actions, viewing your results, is what will give you your fulfillment. Because you need to keep on going back to review whether your actions are yielding the desired results. And if they are, carry on that way. And if they're not, you then go back and change them. And then you repeat. And this is generally how you kind of execute, how you work within. I mean, you can. this is something you can use individually as well. But also, this is how some people work as a group. So you need to have a common vision, an agreed vision, or a vision that everybody buys into. You then need to have a plan of actions, which is your mission have a plan of actions for you to kind of achieve your vision. Action is action. I don't need to say anything about that. All I would say is that's go time. Action time is go time. And then you have the repetitive or the iterative process of executing, reviewing whether it's giving you the right results, executing again, reviewing the results until you get to where you want to go. That's the plain and simple part. But the lessons that I gained from observing the conversation and including my apathy is what I want to now talk about today. That's, you know, that's the main, that's the main reason for today's podcast. So without further ado, I have five points, five very quick points for us to take away. Number one, you need to identify the role that you play. You see, I found when we were kids, everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to lead. And that wasn't always the best thing to do. Now, you need to find your role. Play to your strengths. Everybody's not going to be a leader. And everybody cannot be a follower. Sometimes, <laughs> those who think they are the, the the most outspoken people are not necessarily the best leaders 
and the most quiet people are not necessarily uh, are not necessarily the best followers there's a talent sometimes in people that we never choose to acknowledge or that we don't choose to recognize so you need to when you're in a group you need to know what your role is in that group play to your strengths and stick to your lane don't um don't try and do too much in fact that leads me on to the next point do not overestimate your role and don't undermine your role that's quite important don't undermine the capab- your capabilities or your or your role and don't overestimate it you need to find a very good balance don't overestimate your role is a case of ego yes you're an important part of the group you work hard you execute that's good but don't let that get to your head you are no more important than somebody who's doing less than you because all work together the arm is no uh is not less than the eye the eye is not less than the mouth everything comes together to work for good and that is how a group should work so there's no i in team that's a cliche we know about that but in this case it's quite important for you to know that you're an important part you're an integral part you're a vital part of the team but you are not the team you are part of it and also i'm also speaking about undermining your role what i mean by that is sometimes we think because we are not as outspoken or we our role might seem less means we are less important do not undermine the role or your contribution within the group people could be yearning for your opinion people might need that project might need your opinion it might be your opinion might be crucial for what they are doing but because you think you're not as important you will be robbing your group or your team of a very valid or very important point so speak up when you can find the right balance find the right time timing is important in these things sometimes so make sure you do not under, uh, overestimate your role you're not the big i am and do not undermine your role don't cower behind now the third point i want to say and this applies to me is you will always have apathy in a group some people will do more than the others especially in a big group and some people won't do at all how do you deal with that those who are doing should keep on doing that is quite crucial do not stop because somebody else isn't doing it you have to keep on doing it you have to carry on if you believe in this mission that you've set uh, if you believe in the vision and you're on that mission don't stop because somebody else isn't doing as much not everybody will start with you and not everybody will end with you but for those of you who have started carry on as you wish to finish keep calm and carry on so you have to expect apathy some people will not be involved from the beginning some people will drop out by the way and some people will join towards the end it does not matter what's important is the vision have we achieved our vision 
if that has been achieved, it doesn't matter who was involved. It doesn't matter what at what point in the project that they got involved, as long as you've completed the vision, you've achieved your vision. So that's point number three. So I spoke about identifying what your role is. Number two is don't overestimate or don't undermine your role. And number three is apathy. Keep going in the face of apathy. Number four, actionable or demonstrable commitment. Commitment is key to the success of any joint project, even any personal project. If you are not committed to it, don't bother starting. I know I said you should start, but your commitment is crucial to it. You have to commit. If you're not going to commit, what is the point? Some people have great ideas. They're wonderful ideas, but they're not committed to achieving that vision. Make sure that there is actionable commitment. Don't just say you're committed by your mouth. Many different people can commit to projects in different ways. Some can give their time. Some can give their money. Some can give their knowledge and some can give their effort. It doesn't matter. As long as you commit and you're consistent with your commitment, I am sure with a wide range of talents, with a wide range of types of commitments, visions and contributions, in between all of you, you will be able to achieve that vision that you've set out. The last one I want you to take away, which is quite important, is after you've reviewed what type of commitment you're given and what the quality of your actions are, you should decide within yourself whether you want to lead, whether you want to follow, and if you're not doing any of those things, you need to get out of the way. Do not stop those who want to do something. Do not be a blockage for those who want to achieve. Don't be an obstacle for those who want to put in an effort. This is quite important. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. Because you are stopping things. You're stopping other people from doing good. And I don't like people who do that because it's somewhat selfish sometimes that when other people are trying to make an effort or trying to achieve something, simply because you don't believe in that vision, you try and stop it. You need to stop doing that. Get out of the way. Sometimes the best thing you can do for, uh, for a group or for your team is to get out of the way. Don't be a stoppage. Don't be a blockage. Don't be an obstacle. Don't be that wall of Jericho that needs to be pulled down. But be an aid. Sometimes you just need to be a cheerleader on the sidelines. Everybody cannot be on the pitch at the same time. So you need to find your role. So I'll go over the five points again. One identify your role. Two, do not overestimate or undermine your role. Three, expect apathy. Four, make sure you have actionable or demonstrable commitment. And five, lead, follow, or get out of the way. I want to say thank you very much for listening today. Uh, We are on Spotify Instagram at Noble Noble Faculty, Twitter at Noble Faculty. If you search Noble Faculty Podcast, you'll be able to find us. 
please subscribe, follow, so that you can get an instant notification when a new episode comes up. And thank you very much for listening today. Again, thank you to all those who have been listening. I hope and I pray that every single time you listen, this you, you will be able to take something away from it. I just want to say thank you very much for all your support. I wouldn't be doing this without the grace of God and without you. So I just want to thank you. Um, for those of you who've been sharing, for those of you who've been listening, uh, to those of you who've been giving feedback, both positive and negative. Uh, yeah, and it's not even negative feedback, it's constructive feedback. That's important to note that not all feedback is negative. If you're able to gain something from feedback that isn't pleasant, then that becomes constructive feedback or constructive criticism. So I've got some constructive criticism or constructive feedback as well. And that has been very helpful and very insightful as well. Sometimes you just do things thinking that you are perfect, but you're not. Remember, we are noble. We are awesome. Aspire, act, achieve. Thank you very much. God bless. Have a wonderful week. We are awesome. We are noble. We are able. You have just listened to the Noble Faculty Podcast. You have been put on this earth for a purpose. Just listen to the Noble Faculty Podcast.